That one, year number four. It's a yank on the footy with Craig Wessels. Let's all sit back and enjoy a chat about the greatest game on the face of the earth. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 221 of A Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Wessels, coming to you from Sandusky, Ohio, and thanks for giving the episode a listen. In just a moment, we'll be sitting down for another one of the most memorable game episodes, and I sit down with Max Ford to chat about his most memorable game, and it is unlike any of the previous ones we have done. You're just going to have to wait to find out what I mean by that. Now, don't forget that if you are interested in getting your local footy club getting a shout-out during an upcoming episode, please let me know who they are, because I love being able to recognize these clubs. It helps me to learn the geography of the game throughout Australia as well. You can reach me at any of my socials. Those are all listed in the uh, show notes. Now, today's club of the episode is the Skipton Emus Football and Netball Club. And the Emus are part of the Central Highlands Football League, and they're located about 50 kilometers west of Ballarat. Looks like it takes about 45 minutes to traverse that trip. The club's been around since 1873 or 74. According to the website, the records were not quite that detailed, so they weren't sure. And they play their games at the Skipton Recreation and Sports Reserve on Smythe Street. Now, according to the club's website, which I will also link to, uh, this club had some very good success early on in its history, going an estimated 15 years without a loss and 18 years without losing a game on their home oval. Now, today the club fields five different footy teams from under-12s up through seniors, along with seven different netball clubs at different levels. Now, former VFL players Dean Sheeran from St. Kilda, Footscray, and Melbourne in the 1980s and Graham Wise from Melbourne in the 1960s honed their craft with the Emus. And I wish them all the best as they train to prepare for 2023. And I have to tell you, I really liked the, uh, the look of the logo because, well, it's the first Emus logo that I've seen uh, as I've been digging into the, the different local footy clubs around the country. So it's kind of neat to see the emu showing up there. Now, I would be remiss, uh, before we dive into the episode, if I did not take a moment to thank Daisy Pierce for her service to the game to this point, because her service to the game is certainly not over. Earlier today, as many of you probably know, she did announce that she's hanging up her boots, and as somebody who's been following the AFLW since the inception, and uh, I just want to tip my cap in respect to her for being such a great ambassador for the game, and I'm looking forward to seeing what happens next in her footy career. You know, she still is working in the media as well as has a coaching job lined up with the Geelong Cats, and as a Cat supporter, I have to tell you, I'm pretty excited to see how that's going to work out for her. Pretty thrilled, quite frankly. So again, Daisy Pierce, thanks for everything that you have done for women's footy and for footy in general, and I cannot wait to see what happens next, and really, really enjoy your insight during the uh, games that you're announcing. So let's go ahead and jump into my chat with Max Ford and... This is, again, a unique perspective on his most memorable game. All right, ladies and gentlemen, my guest this episode is a lifelong North Melbourne supporter, and this is actually the first of our most memorable game series episodes in which the most memorable game is one in which his club came up on the short end, which I'm really interested in delving into that because I, you know, 
I'm not sure if he's a masochist or if this was a, a life lesson that occurred at this game, but I'm thrilled to welcome Max Ford to the podcast. Max, thanks for getting up this morning, man. That's all right. It's lovely to be here, Craig. Thank you. I appreciate it. And you, you it looks like you have a sunshiny day there in Melbourne. Yep, exactly okay. right. Mid, smack bang, middle of summer. So just sunshine all the way. All right. I, I, I wouldn't mind a little bit of summer here today as we were talking about. It's all, all of uh, one degree Celsius right now. So you reached out to me. Uh, I, I put a post up on the, the Big Footy uh, website about this. And I think I put it on like my podcast one, but then I think I also went into each of the separate club um, sub forums on there just to say, hey, you know, I'm not saying to come listen to the podcast, but if you've got a game that is memorable to you, I'd love to talk to you. I've done about six or eight of these over the off season so far. I have one or two more right now scheduled. Uh, but uh, let's let's go back and start at the beginning. How did you find yourself becoming a Ruse supporter? Take us through the history of that first. Yeah, so essentially the decision was made for me, more or less. As it usually um, so, is, yeah, okay. As it usually is, yep. So I was born into um, not a, you know, mad North supporting family, but um, when my dad and mum met, they both went for North and the chance of that happening um, as like the Melbourne club with the lowest, the smallest fan base mm-hmm. is really, really quite low. Um, so, so they both supported North. Um, I was born into it. Um, and yeah, essentially that's just what I really grew up with. They weren't like massive fans or anything. They didn't watch all the games, but, um, I asked them, you know, uh, what, what team do you go for and stuff? And they kind of just put that on me. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and the, the funny thing is, even if I'd sort of, you know, had some free will there, um, <laughs> I, I would have chosen North anyway, cause I think they've got the best colors. And I was, I was thinking that, you know, if, if I did get to choose, I'd mm-hmm. chosen them based on the colors anyway. So well, it was really, it was destiny either way. I'm looking, I'm looking at the walls behind you and it yes. looks, it looks to be a very similar blue. It is a very similar blue. Okay. Um, okay. When I got that, yeah, we didn't, um, it wasn't explicitly based on north but it's okay. you know that's it's about my favorite color right there anyway so there you go there you go you know, th- there you go now do you have do you have siblings that are also rue supporter or are they a little bit more rebellious and decided to go in a different direction yeah interesting you should ask um my i have two younger brothers uh, um the middle one he was a hawthorne fan for a while so okay. this was back in I don't know 2008 era 2009. Mm-hmm. So just when they when they won that um, drought breaking flag. Um, and so are you are you calling your brother a front runner? Yes. yes okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it was uh, it was it was interesting because he kind of got in got into it a little bit around that time he mm-hmm. he loved loved buddy as all young hawthorne fans did um and it just the interest kind of trailed off after that so i think he got his he got his little fix and uh you know uh decided that you know afl wasn't really something he wanted to follow too closely okay um so now i'd actually describe him as if if he had to choose a team he would choose north Okay. Um, but it's not like he's watching every game and, you know, following the news and everything with great interest. Um, he will, over the last couple of years, he's, uh, um, 
often looked up the results of games and when North get close or win, which is, you know, exceedingly rare, he'll, he'll make it, make a comment to me and stuff. And, and you know, it's, it's kind of nice. It's a nice reassurance that, you know, um, his, his following of the sport is not completely died in the ass. It's just, right, he's, right. yeah, quite, quite mild. And, I'm, uh, say, I'm a Cleveland Browns fan and I don't know if you follow the NFL, but they haven't won a championship since, I was a year old, and as we talked oh, about there off air, that's fifty-nine yep. years ago. Yeah, uh, that is that is a while. <laughs> I yeah. can yeah, yeah, I can feel your pain there. Yep, yeah. absolutely. But you know, North has had a lot of success over the years, though. They, they've yeah, had a we have success. I mean, it's yeah, and, and you know, so you you have a second brother as well. Are you going to throw? Yes. Are you going to throw, are you gonna throw him under the bus, or are you going to be kind of? Oh, look, there's no, there's no bus to be thrown under. Okay. There's, there's, okay. there's no support coming from his, um, his direction for any team at all. He has oh, absolutely okay. no interest. So yeah. So, he's, uh, so how do you? He's clean. How do you? I, I guess I have to ask when 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 you live in a city like Melbourne that has mm. nine nine clubs there i mean are they are they mm. sports fans of other sports or do they have other interests besides that yeah it's generally other interests okay um, okay and that's so, fine that's fine not, yeah, a, not everybody's absolutely. a sports fan but i was thinking if no. you know if they if they you know decided to you know be fans of you know you know some of the clubs in the different the rugby competitions there i'm thinking how how did the, how did the city of melbourne let that happen i would think they would have yeah. some sort of a city council meeting that said you know you're not allowed yes. to do that Exactly right. Yeah. Okay. I think if it's uh, if it's not AFL, it's uh, generally nothing. If you, if you want to, you know. Yeah. Um, if you want to keep living, so yeah. Yeah, or or have something to talk goes. about, you know, on the exactly. bus or the you know the the rail line or whatever the case may be. Yeah. So. You know, you said your your parents were both Ruth supporters, but they were not necessarily the rabid watching every yeah. game that sort of thing so yeah did you did you get to lot do a lot of games as a youngster no not many at all um okay. and the funny thing was it was never really um a huge desire so i had i went to i don't know maybe an average of one game a year up mm-hmm. until about up until about last year um when i went to about five um but when I was younger, I had this CD player slash radio thing in my room. Um, when I was, I don't know, I would have got it when I was about eight. Um, so around 2010. And I discovered the listening to the footy on that, the joy of mm-hmm. listening to it. Mm-hmm. And um, on the radio, it's it's still the best sport I've ever come across to listen to. It's okay. all, it's, you know, it's my favorite sport to watch as well, but I was blown away by how, you know, um, compelling and just how much it drew you in. Right, right. So I, I basically started listening every week that I could. Okay. Um, and and that that system really worked for me for a good a good three years or so. Um, and to this day, I still get um, like kind of goosebumps of nostalgia when I um, listen to a certain to this one station with these commentators that. They were also doing it back then, and I'll just hear their voice, and I'll just be transported back to you know, 2011, 2012 when I was listening to every game. So it was is that, is that Triple M or SEN or Three AW? Yeah, Three AW. Okay, okay. And, I see. And, I see you're familiar with the stations. I, yep. Well, I, I yep. do. I do listen to some. You know, I'll I will listen to games uh, through the AFL app because they put all the radio state. They put all the games on the radio on there. Yes, and I'll actually. Of course. I'll actually listen. I enjoy listening to the the guys occasionally from the the Nears network also. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, yep. I, I have a, a, a friend who lives up in Queensland who I talk to all the time. In fact, I was trading messages with him before we started today. He yep. sent me a, a YouTube video about a golf course near him that has bull sharks in the uh, in one of the water hazards. Uh, <laughs> As you do. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, he, he was the one that turned me on to the, the National Indigenous Radio Service. You know, and I, I listen to their yeah. their calls because they only they don't get to do all of the games. They get like three or four of them a weekend to do. Yeah. So, so if yep. I'm out walking my dogs while a game is on, I'll I'll just I'll pop it on the radio. And it, and it took me a while watching, you know, having, you know, started watching the game just in 2016. It took me until maybe three years ago before I, you know, because I, I mean, I, I think I'm pretty well adapted to what's going on, seeing it visually, but then hearing the commentators and I, and I still don't know which commentator is great, which one's not that sort of thing. I mean, yeah, you know, but yeah. uh, it, I, I kind of, I, I know where things are on the, on the, on the ground now when, when it's, when it's happening, I yeah. feel a lot yeah, more comfortable, when it's happening. but, it, but, but it, you know, that is such a fast paced game on the radio. I mean, it's, you know, you don't yeah. get a lot of, you don't get a lot of downtime other than at halftime for them to talk about things. Cause it's like, okay, yeah. you talk for a minute. Now you're done. You talk for a minute. I'll go catch my breath and I'll come back on again. It's exactly. I'm actually go ahead. Yeah. 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 Um, I've got a lot of admiration for them because they really have a, you know, a helter skelter kind of mm -hmm. job to do and they do it. They do it really well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's <laughs> one of the things that, and I, it's a game that I, and I, it's well documented on the podcast. I love the game of baseball, major league baseball here in the U S but I am so frustrated with what the league is doing to the game that I love, which is why I don't mind. I mean, I love the fact that I fell in love with footy because I've not watched a baseball game on television in like two and a half years, almost three years now. I've not watched the game. Wow. And I, th wow. that, that hands down was my favorite game, my favorite sport. Yeah. Yep. And I love the game but I don't like what the league is doing in terms of changing rules and that sort of thing to try to yep. speed the game up at, mm -hmm. the, at the expense of strategy. You know, they, they did mm. something recently where they basically told the clubs it's beginning in 2023, where they can, they can deploy their defensive players only in certain spots. So it'd be like telling somebody playing cricket, if you know what, that a player is not capable of hitting the ball in one direction. Well, I may not put as many, you know, fielders, I think is the term they use there too. Right. Yeah, it That's, is. Okay. Yep. Yeah, but they you might overload one area where they tend to have a a, a propensity to hit the ball. Mm. But now mm. that now Major League Baseball is telling teams that they're not allowed to do that anymore. Not allowed so, to do that. Yeah, yeah. which, which... I just it just it's mind boggling, and it just it really, yeah. As as somebody yeah. who's more of a purist, it really frustrates me. And, and oh, it's, it's kind yeah. of the same thing with you know people who get upset about the the stand rule. Yeah. Um, and the and the uh, the one over the last couple you know that started the year last year with you know the people you know raising your arms and you know, I'm upset. What was that mm. call? Oh, that's a 50 meter yeah, penalty. That's 50 meters. Uh, yeah. That's it's the same kind of bullshit, isn't it? Yeah. That's a, I love technical terms. It is bullshit. You're right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it is. So, um, so when you did get to go to games and you said you went to one or two here or there, yeah. Was it your parents taking, taking you or grandparents or friends? Or? Yeah. Um, generally my dad, okay. um, but up until my pop died, he also would come along. So he was my mum's stepdad, okay. um, who also happened to be yeah, a huge North fan. Uh, um, and so, you know, that was just a nice little kind of, um, I suppose, more or less introduction to the team mm -hmm. because, 
you know, um, my before I started listening to it, I did go to a game, and then it was after I went to that game where I thought, you know, I want to, I want to find more of this. I want to, you know, right. find a way to consume it, consume it every week. Um, so yeah, it was uh, Dad just bringing me, sometimes my brother, to games, and um, yeah, up until about when COVID started, that was the case. And now I've bought myself a membership and I'm, you know, going to endeavour to, you know, attend as many games in Melbourne as I can. Outstanding. Outstanding. So you're not, have you, and I guess, I'm, I think I already know the answer to this, but have you ever made the trek to Tasmania for a game? I've not yet. Um, okay. It has, um, it has, you know, like popped up in my mind um, on the odd occasion um i'll probably you know this i think i don't know how long the contract's been extended for with um with blundstone um but it's going to go for another couple of years i think Mm -hmm. um so you know maybe that'll be that'll be this year or you know potentially next year if that's not possible but it's definitely on the bucket list okay okay let me click i clicked off of my other screen here for a second so um let's talk about the game that uh, is the most memorable for you, because it's uh, it's as I mentioned at the outset, your team lost, and that's and right. Most more often than not, people, you know, the game that they they never want. It, no, I guess I should. I, let me ask you this: Is this a game that that uh, that's the most memorable, or is it one that is you you know that that you can't forget because you're so frustrated about what happened? And I think I know the answer to this. Yes, I'd say it's closer to the second reason there. Okay. Um, so what, what game was this then? Tell us about that because we've not, we've not done that yet. No, we haven't. So this was round eight, 2013, West Coast Eagles versus North Melbourne in Perth. Um, mm-hmm. it, was a, it was a Friday night um, and North Melbourne lost by two points to a goal after the siren. Um, and by one of the more prodigious goal kickers in AFL history. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Is uh, you you, oh, you wouldn't have picked him for the winning goal, would you? <laughs> no, uh, no. Um, and so this is just yeah, a memorable memorable game for all the wrong reasons. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, you've heard the phrase: if it doesn't matter in ten years, you know, if you won't remember it in ten years, then it won't matter. Well, I remember it in ten years, like it was okay. yesterday. Okay, it's 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 going on ten years, and it's still burned into my mind. So it's the throughout the whole game, um, North Melbourne were, were up. It wasn't by much, but we we just kept a consistent lead. Mm-hmm. And um, to do this in Perth against West Coast, who were they were a decent side at the time, mm-hmm. um, was quite was quite huge. Um, so I was you know watching along, obviously a lot of nerves because as a North fan, you know the game's not over till you're up by a hundred points with fifteen seconds left on the clock, you know. Um, and, uh, so I'm watching, watch, watching the game, watched all into the last quarter. We're still, we're still up mm-hmm. and it was into the last five minutes where Luke Shuey, um, who he still plays for them now. Right, um, right. I, can't remember, I can't remember if he's their captain, but he, he definitely has been their captain. Um, he, he got an umpire to call a high tackle, mm-hmm. um, on him and he kicked the goal and that's when the emotional turmoil kind of kicked off for me because 
he is a known ducker, like Shui. And this this incident was no exception. I thought he dropped the shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the North guy initially tackled him in a legal area um, below the shoulder, and the tackler's arm slipped up above because Luke Shuey dropped the shoulder. And, um, and he was and he was sweaty from having been running around for you know yeah yeah exactly. two hours as well. Exactly right. Yeah. Um, and so this was about I don't know thirty meters out from goal. Luke Shuey kicks the goal. Um, I think that brought it back to about three points. Um, so, you know, um, it, it's getting getting into nervous, a nervous period now. Um, <laughs> and and after that um, goal, obviously the ball, you know, um, reset in the middle. Um, North got up the other end and kicked it behind. I believe it was Aaron Black um, who he was actually quite – um, aligned by North fans, and I thought he mm-hmm. copped quite an unfair deal. He had he had a lot of talent. He just never fully expressed it. Um, either way, yeah, we kicked him behind. So at this point, it was eighty-eight to eighty-four. A um, couple of minutes left on the clock, and cue cue the last couple of minutes. One of the Selwood brothers. Um, it was and there Adam. were two. There were two playing in this game. Yes, there, there were two playing in this game. Yes. And both of them were known for the exact same thing that their brother was, ducking the head, dropping the shoulder, and come on, yeah. as a as as a as a cat supporter since 2017, I I will <laughs> I will categorically deny that Joel Selwood has ever ducked once during the course of a game. It's any, never ever happened. Any allegations? Okay, yes, maybe yes. once. I mean, never. the rumors are the rumors are false. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Jack Ginnivan, every single time he does. Oh, yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> no, he, he's he's a culprit too. But, yes, I think, yeah, by uh, aligning yourself with Geelong, yep, you've um, basically – you've signed yourself up to fight these battles. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, before we before we talk about what uh, what Adam Selwood is going to do and, yep. uh, and what Lee Adams allegedly did, um, mm. and I don't know this, but do, do you think – you know – that the Selwood family, do you think at a young age that there was like, like in every hallway in their home that they maybe had, you know, like tied, tied to the ceiling, a, uh, you know, just a, a, a thin sli- thin piece of wood that was yep. continually swinging back and forth. And, and again, I don't know why they would need that since, you know, since Joel has never ducked before. No, um, not at all. <clears throat> Look, it would not surprise me in the slightest. I think they... They found a loophole that they exploited um, for all it was worth. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Joel, Joel is an absolutely brilliant player. He was. And probably the best captain I've ever seen. But, you know, he would – that was the one thing he'd always um, – the one kind of black black mark next to his name right, was, right, was, right. was that tendency. And his that, brothers, that, was, that was only a black mark from 17 teams instead of 18. Yes, 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 exactly yes. right. Yeah. The, the, 18th, the 18th team, I think, they were very happy with, with what he was doing. Um, <clears throat> but, yes, uh, so it got to the last uh, last minute or so. The yeah. ball's, ball's locked up in West Coast forward half. North can't get it out. Um, I, I believe it was a loose ball. I'm not quite sure. But, basically, Adam Selwood, one, one of the mm-hmm. Selwood brothers, got the ball and he did the exact same thing that Luke Shuey did and that his brother does as well. So he dropped the head again, um, dropped the shoulder, 
made the tackle slip high. The tackle, I don't believe it started high. Um, yeah, I, I watched it earlier today. It looked like it started below the shoulders, but again, it looked like it slid up. So yeah, yeah. yep, yep. And it's just it's you know the most frustrating thing in the world when the umpire pays that. Um, because that's not the act of the tackler. That's the tackler forcing the tackle high, which, you know, it wasn't initially high, so play on, in my opinion. Um, anyway, he, he gets the free kick, um, just lobs it into the forward 50. And as he did this, I just had this sinking feeling in my stomach because you can see it coming from, mm-hmm. you, you know, miles and miles away. And so Nick Natanui, who's probably the greatest athletic specimen the game's produced in the last, I don't know, 20 years. Um, big Fijian ripped, ripped bloke, you know, mm-hmm. um, huge, huge vertical leap. He comes from about four players deep, takes a specky, um, and he goes back to kick um, as the siren goes. Yeah, and then he stopped and <laughs> went back and reset and kicked it, yeah. Yeah, and he it's, did. It's... And that's one of the things that, that's unique about footy. It, well, so, okay, the kick, the siren goes. Do you, do you remember? And again, I think if I, if I did the math correct, you were about 10 when this happened. Yeah. Okay, yep. so do you remember what your reaction was when the mark was taken at that point in time? When the mark was taken, um, I just had this kind of feeling of um, – like almost utter dejection because mm-hmm. I just, I knew he, he would kick it. I knew yeah. he would. Um, and so, you know, I forced myself to watch it because I'm like, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to turn away and be a coward right. in case he misses. Um, but it was just, it was this feeling of certainty that, you know, the outcome, no one's changing the outcome from here. West Coast are going to win. And and that's that's how it proved to be. He kicked the goal. Um, the fans went absolutely nuts. It's still, you know, replayed on highlight reels from, you know, greatest um, greatest moment compilations, goal right, after right. the Sauron compilations, mm-hmm. and I've still seen it circulating um, right. since that time. Actually, I, I think that the, uh, I think that the uh, the AFL has figured out how to just geo-target that so it only shows up on your feeds on YouTube and oh, your, yes, so, and exactly. your social media. Yeah. Nobody else sees it. It's just. No, it's just something yeah. that keeps showing up just to be shown to you. Yeah, find all the find all the North fans and uh, you know exactly yeah. pop it up on their on their screens. Exactly. So <clears throat> you know this is this is a uh, as I was saying one of the one of the, the unique things about footy that is that I think it makes it such a, a, a fun game is the fact that you can actually win the game after the game is over. Yes. There is, there the is, is that opportunity to take that kick after the siren has sounded. Yeah. Um, it's just, it is, you know, and, and the rest of the club, there's little that you can do to the other side. There's little that you can do to, to, to exactly. Do, you know, you can't go and tackle the guy. You can't get two feet away from him to, you know, and say, well, I'll, I'll take a Falcon in the face for a win. I mean, you can, you're standing back a little bit. You can jump, but, yeah. yeah with, with his leg extension, the ball's going to be coming off higher anyway, hopefully not going straight if you're a Ruse fan. But uh, yeah, exactly. So it, it, it did it, it fade a little to the left, if I remember what I saw earlier today. And it, but it did, it did, it did yeah. clear by plenty of distance, though. It did. It did clear yeah. by, yeah. So he could have kicked that out. Yeah. It looked like he kicked it from about 30 or 35, but he probably could have kicked that from 45. 
Yeah, he, yeah. he could have. And yeah. it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the easiest angle. Um, right. It was roughly, I don't know, 40 degree angle maybe. Um, and for a right footer, that's also the harder side mm-hmm. um, to kick to kick it from. But there was just this this feeling of inevitability about it. And when he when it went through, um, I kind of sat there in shock for I don't know a minute or two. Mum mm-hmm. was beside me. She was kind of you know as a not too committed fan. She was kind of giving me the usual you know kind of. Um, consolations, you know, there's always next week and stuff right, like that right. and everything. And I just went to bed and yeah. I I couldn't take it. And as soon as I shut my door, I kind of just, I lost it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, it was veils of tears. It was throwing whatever I could find at the opposite <laughs> wall. Yeah. Um, it was, you know, writing on a piece of paper, you know, kind of threats to the umpires, all sorts of, you know, you know, R-rated language and all that, and I was just trying to get all of that, all of that emotional anguish out because it was—it's the first and only time I've ever felt genuinely robbed uh-huh. um, in, in a game. For the record, Matthew Nichols, Simon Meredith, and Jeff Dalglish were the umpires. Just putting yes. that out there, okay? <laughs> yeah. Which is, I, I hear those names, and I'm like, you know, that's that was three of the top umpires at the time. So and, yeah, so you those are names that you you still have committed to memory then, huh? Yes, yes, okay. yes, absolutely. Okay. They are. If I ever see them on the street, you know, I might have to walk in the other direction, you know, that, that type of thing. That that is it. That is the grown <laughs> up reaction to it, rather than rather than anything else that could possibly happen. That's exactly yeah, that's yeah. so. So let let me. Do you know? Let me ask you this: Do, do you know what happened the next week? You remember? Oh yeah, I know what happened the next week. Are you talking uh-huh. about the north, the north game the week yes. after? The north game yes. the week after, yes. Other yes. people may not because yes. I because I did a little bit of looking today, and uh, that mm-hmm. was one that appeared oh. to be just as soul crushing as the one the previous week. Yes, it was, yes. Uh, north managed to score 124 points against Adelaide at Docklands and lose. They lost, and lose. They lost and, by a and, point, and we didn't just lose by a point. Adelaide were up, were winning for 20 seconds and right. they were the last 20 seconds of the mm-hmm. game. Yep. So yep. this was, this was a really um, trying year to be a North fan, really. Like, I, I don't, they, they I don't were, want to bring it up. I don't want to bring it up, but North did blow a three goal lead at three quarter time in this game. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah. And that, that, that ballooned um, in the Adelaide game, it ballooned out to five goals in the last quarter. And yeah. we still we still managed to lose. Yeah, I didn't scroll enough. I didn't scroll far enough down there to see that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm looking here that uh, yeah, North got. Uh, wow, it was 124, 106. I mean, it was still. Yeah. Wow, they scored. They scored two two goals and a behind in actually three goals and a behind in the span of about. Four minutes and fourteen seconds on the clock. Yep, that was yep. quick. And then, and then one more goal, and then one more goal after that. Uh, somebody by the name of Jared Petrenko. Name Petrenko. I'm not, yes, uh, yep. he scored the yep. last seven points. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, so this one isn't as memorable purely for the fact that I um, missed about the last quarter. And yeah. was, well, that that was a good quarter to miss then. Yeah, absolutely. Because uh-huh. yep. I, I actually was watching it. Uh, for the first three quarters or so, and then I had to leave a mate's house and yeah. um, 
he lived quite a fair way away. So, yeah, we just, I just decided to give it a miss. Um, and, and, you know, it turned out to be a masterstroke because yeah. my trauma would have doubled if had I had I watched the, the rest of the game. So, yeah, this was this was a, yeah. a period in, in North's history where this was kind of our thing. Mm-hmm. It was it was blowing blowing leads yeah. in the last quarter and yeah. just com- completely seizing up and you know it was just it was well, uh I'm just I'm looking at this and I I I, I just pulled up the ladder from 2013 also and this is yeah. just this is a, this is another and I, maybe you haven't factored this in yet but uh you Finals. north 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 fill finished 10th on the ladder 10 wins and 12 losses yep yeah carlton finished Carlton finished eight finished. at eleven and eleven. I'm doing air quotes here when I say they yeah, finished yeah, yeah. eight. Yeah, yeah. Essendon, yep. of course, finished ninth with 14 wins and eight losses. And eight losses. Yeah. Well, yeah. no, but here's the thing: they were in the finals, but this is when the whole saga yeah, this was, was happening at this Essendon. Was, this was and they got this was booted out of finals. Saga. Yes, so, they did. This is the thing, and then I don't know. Maybe if this is even you know dawned on your register, I'm sure it has. But if you win either of these two games. Carlton's not playing finals that year. You guys are. We we are playing yes. finals. Exactly yeah. right. Exactly right. Because your percentage was it would have been 12, good. 12 point 12.8 percentage points higher yep. than than Carlton's yep. was. Yep. So I'm not I'm not surprised just, to hear that. Wow, that is just that is that it's is something. <laughs> it is something. Yes, you're right. It is something, yes. Yeah. Um, and of course, then the first uh First round, they beat Richmond. First round of finals. Yeah, they did. They, beat Richmond. they did, and then they lost to yes. Sydney. You know, and they so, lost. To, yeah. Now, yeah. would would North have defeated Richmond that game? Had they? Had uh, they you think so? I, I genuinely believe we would have. Okay. And it's purely for, purely for the fact that um, at that stage Richmond didn't really know how to navigate finals. Mm-hmm. This was obviously they've had their golden era, you know, right, right. in the in the ensuing years um, after this, but. This was, I think, their first final series since, oh, I don't know, like the early 2000s maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so they finished fifth and people could – I remember in the lead-up to the Carlton game, people could sense, I reckon Carlton are going to win this one. Uh-huh. They get the, and, you know, and that, so it turned out to be. So, yeah, I reckon North – would have beaten Richmond as well, just because of Richmond's inexperience. We had made the finals the year before, um, and it was, yeah, I, I just, I can totally imagine us beating Richmond. Um, you know, it, it actually turned out that we did get that opportunity two years later, mm-hmm. and it was, funnily enough, the exact same um, ladder positions, if you will. Like, Richmond were fifth, uh-huh. North finished eighth, yeah, and... Uh, elimination final and we we got them good, good. <laughs> and yep. in front of 80,000 people at the MCG and <laughs> oh, there, was some, there were some unhappy campers at that one so I can, you know I can understand yeah and yeah the, the only time they get more unha- more unhappy is when they have to make that trek all the way over to Marvel Stadium yes that's exactly yes. right so it's, I, I, uh, it's one of the things I, I I don't I don't I don't like to sledge on clubs because you know again I can't I came to the game so late in life that I don't have in my DNA that I'm supposed <laughs> to, I'm supposed to hate club a because of this because yeah, because I of support this. this club I don't I don't have that but I I love giving the Tigers a bit of a hard time 
yep. about the fact yep. that they hate having to, the the audacity of of the league making them go all the way over to Marvel <laughs> all the way to, to Docklands. Yeah. Exactly yes, right. You know, what? Yeah, and I think I, I mentioned what is it like? It's a it's a twenty mile desert and a you know, twenty kilometer desert and a five kilometer wide croc filled river. And yes, then, exactly know, right. Mm-hmm. Three quarters of three quarters of a uh, kilometer, three quarter kilometer wide wasteland of uh, individual Lego pieces that they have to walk across barefoot to get there. Yes, that's right. <laughs> then you have to you have to evade yeah. evade Ivan Ivan Malat in the forest of you know eternal see, misery. See, I know who that is, that. and I'll be honest with you. And I'm going to give them a plug. I just i I listened to a uh, a podcast called Australian True Crime. Ah, right. And yes, I, he, I was he would have popped up on who, that. Who just um, uh, a, a writer who actually, and I, I, I'm not sure if he, this, this episode was from like 2017, so I'm working my way through it. I don't know yep. if he's passed away or not since then, but she's somebody he, who, who he writes a lot, now, yeah. has written a lot to him, you know, to learn a lot he, about. Yep. She's a crime writer, but yeah, I knew, I know that yep. name. Yeah. Yep. 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 He's a he's a famous one in Aussie yep. folklore. Well, I I went and I, you know, I like I said I went back and watched the end of this game today uh, as I was doing some, taking some notes here. And yep. it was amazing that, you know, during the post game, and I can't remember which player was, was his 250th game for, for West coast. Somebody was celebrating game 250. Uh, and really? I can't remember. Yeah. There was somebody got carried oh. off for game 250. I can't remember who it was. Yeah. Um, but uh, well, maybe oh, it was Dean Cox. Yeah. Dean Cox. Oh, yep. 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 Yeah. Um, but uh, the post game interviews that were going on, Matthew Richardson was there uh, doing the interviews. And I have to tell you, Matthew Richardson looks younger in 20, looked younger in the 2022 games than he did in 2013 on television. Is that uh, right? No, he did. Yeah. He looked a lot, he looks a lot younger now than he did then. Of course he doesn't look all that old, you know, then either, but yeah. uh, the, 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 the roar of the crowd did not subside at all mm. during the interview. Yeah. It was just, it, I don't know if they were pumping the sound into the stadium or, or if the crowd was, you know, West coast supporters, you know, let me know if you were there let me know if that was, that was you <laughs> because it just was just it, this continuous roar behind the interview. Yeah. You could hardly hear the people they were talking to. Yeah. It was, yeah. It, and it's just, it's, it was one, it was just, if you're a West coast supporter, it was wonderful to, to have experienced that. If you're, if you're a 10 year old yep. North supporter, who's thinking, okay, mom, I got a hole I have to fix in my wall now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not so good. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Um, West coast fans are particularly known for their um, boisterousness. Mm-hmm. So they, they can create a really, really like awesome atmosphere. Okay. And you know, this game probably just dialed that up to 11 because of all the, all the tension that all the factors behind it, you know, the fact that, Fucking Nick Natanui, who's it just just of course, of yeah. course it was him. Of course it was the bloke who knows how to, you know, jump ten meters in the air over yeah, someone's yeah. someone's shoulders and take a mark. Um, and you know, snatched snatched victory right there from the jaws of defeat. Uh, that absolutely does not surprise me. You you um, uh, you brought up a great pop culture reference there, and I wonder if you know where it's from. That's one of my favorite movies. Uh you said you dial it up to eleven. Are you familiar? That's this is Spinal Tap, right? Absolutely outstanding. I am I'm impressed, young man. I am impressed that you got that. <laughs> I, I have a copy of it downstairs. One of my favorite movies. Yeah. Yeah. Have yeah. You, yeah. Have you seen? I've never. Go ahead. I've never actually seen the full movie, oh, um, but I've seen. I've seen scenes here and there, but yeah, yeah, I'd have to watch the whole thing. If, I think. if you're a rock music fan, you'll love it. 
Uh, they did. They yep. did one about. They did one about. Uh, quick sidebar here, because you know we're this is a funny <laughs> well, podcast, folks. But you know, since I've since I own over eight hundred movies, that's one yeah, of them. Why not? Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a uh, another one that that group of people did. Christopher Guest and Michael McKean called Best in Show, which is about yes. uh, like dog shows, which is absolutely yes. hilarious. Absolutely that is hilarious. hilarious I, yeah, I've, I've I've seen that one. Yeah, yeah it's a great I, I, great I, I, great film. He's got two left feet and all, yes. all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally yeah. has two left feet. Yeah. <laughs> so. I like to ask this when I talk to Ruse supporters here before we finish up. Um, what does it mean to you to be a shin boner? Um, I've always had very mixed feelings about that whole um, kind of term and okay. the, all the kind of connotations around it. So, you know, it's obviously has its origins in North North Melbourne's working class history, the mm-hmm. abattoirs. Um, and there are varying stories as to the specifics, but that's, you know, that's what it is. Um, the, the shin bonus spirit, you, you never give in, you fight tooth and nail for every ball. And I've always felt it doesn't promote winning enough. So you'll get, um, you'll get teams like Geelong who have had a successful history. They've got in their team song, we are Geelong, the greatest team of all, you know, you know, all that. And it's, it's, it's borderline smug, but what, but what I what I what I like Sorry. about it is that it's it it sets winning it ha- puts winning as the kind of the the central goal. Okay, um, that's a and, great point. That's a great yeah. point. And the shin boner, the whole shin boner thing doesn't do that. It's kind of like it feels like you know the shin boner spirit. As long as you you know try really hard. hard if you okay. if you if you lose you know a, a semi-final by four goals and so be it you know you it, got to that's, the semi-final that was yeah, yeah you exactly. got there but we didn't make it okay that's you got there that's so a, that's, that's kind a great of great way to look at it that's hmm, yeah and you, you know i think it 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 does quite sum up the club's history quite well uh-huh. um in, inadvertently almost because you know we have had to fight at various times. We fought relocation for a while, and that was, you know, kind of showing spirit and and, and toughness and soul and all that. But on field, um, I'd really prefer to have a kind of different image. Okay. And I don't, I don't quite know if that's um, what other North fans want. Um, it's like a lot of them like on big footy, I've mentioned this as well. And a lot of people kind of take offense at it, um, at the way I view it, which is, you know, they're entitled to their viewpoints, but I guess I'm just looking for kind of a different on-field image to reject because, you know, we have, we have got our four flags, um, but it's, it's always felt like we were, you know, if we didn't have a, a literal hall of fame team, which we've mm-hmm. essentially had for all of our flags, like right. we've had, some brilliant, brilliant teams. Um, then you know we're not gonna we're not gonna reach the the, the pinnacle of, of of AFL achievement, and that's obviously okay. to win, to win a premiership. You mentioned something a moment ago that I I, uh, I hate to bring it up, but it but it's it I would be I would be remiss if I didn't bring it up because you said that that the club has had to fight off relocation before. Mm. Yeah. Do you think you're going to have to fight it off again? I don't. Um, okay. Because okay. I think if you had to fight it off, you'd be fighting it off against, I think, both the AFL and Tasmania. Because Tasmania yeah. has said in no uncertain terms, we want our own club. That's true. They do want their own club. Yeah. Um, I think 
I think the Tasmanian people deserve their own club starting from scratch. Like I think the fact that the fact that we can introduce or start up the Gold Coast Suns in Queensland, a mm-hmm. state where where AFL, you know, is found it on the back page of the newspaper and it's kind of considered an afterthought. The fact that they get a second team before Tasmania get their own, that's one team is just ludicrous. I reckon. Um, Tasmania is, is such a, a footy heavy state. I mean, it's, you know, you know, just in the, you know, some of the names, I mean, the the rewalts are all out of Tasmania, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, that's, you know, they're they're not the only ones, but I mean, this is a, you know, this is a, a state that is, that is put plenty of great, athletes into well the afl today but i'm sure vfl waffle sandful yes that sort of thing they've been they've they've been producing lots of great players there yeah absolutely right so i think it's it's the least they deserve is their own team starting from scratch and I, i actually think if the afl were to propose um relocating north to tassie um like right now, I, I think Tassie wouldn't react well to that because they're yeah. like, this is this is a Melbourne club. Give us our right, own right. club. We're okay, not so we're, we're not doing this. Let me ask you this because I've I've been I've been advocating for this. And let, do you think they'll do you think the league will get on board with this? I think you know when when the club comes into Tasmania, I have the perfect name. Okay, I know everybody, everybody's saying the Tasmania Devils. I know everybody's saying that, and yep. I've mentioned this before. How about the Hobart Simpsons? Hobart Simpsons. I, I think, I, I think it's evident that that suggestion has come from an American. I reckon, <laughs> which, you know, I don't. I, I'm not quite sure whether that's a compliment or not. No, I know. Do, do they yeah, raise? Yeah. Do, do they raise cattle at all in in Tasmania? Because I know that uh, I know that you know that that was always one of Bart's lines. You know, don't have a cow, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I'm going to get off that li- line right there because I'm sure people in Tasmania <laughs> are shutting off the podcast and never going to listen again going, you son of a bitch. I don't want to hear that. Uh, <laughs> None of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So but, before we wrap up, last thing here. How excited are you to have Clarko in the senior <laughs> coach's role and the, the million, direction of the club right now? Yep. Million dollar question. Um, I'm cautiously optimistic. Okay. So I think we... we you know, if we we kind of reeled him in, and mm-hmm. with that came a lot of footy personnel around him that would not have considered coming to North otherwise. Okay, right. So it's like building from the bottom. We get Clarko, and there's kind of a flow on effect, um, mm-hmm. and that's what's happened. And you know, obviously, there's there's always preseason exaggeration and all that, but from all the people in the know on big footy, and from when I went. I went to training last week just to, you know, scope it out. It seems like the atmosphere around the club is really, really positive. Um, And that's, that's something which wasn't the case um, when Noble was at the helm. Mm -hmm. Um, There are a lot of fractures and kind of strained relationships and people didn't want to be there. I mean, you could see it in some of the players' faces. Well, what one Um, in particular? One in particular. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Which Which I've already, I I already recorded my, I recorded my, uh, uh, Port Adelaide preview with uh, Did you? a port a port uh, podcaster uh, late last week. Yeah, yep, yep. And he, he, he kind of came up in the conversation. I bet he did. Um, <laughs> and there are some stories I've heard of from his time at North, which don't paint him in a great light. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think it's 
that's not the topic of this of this episode. Right, so right, I right. I, I won't go there, but yeah, it's um, it was obviously a, a quite uh, fractious environment, and um, you know, I think bringing Clarko in and all these people, it it brings stability, and I, I'm yeah, I'm optimistic. Not so much about this year. I think this year is going to be um, a little bit of a dry run kind of, mm-hmm. but from 2024 or so, I think I can really see us moving up the ladder. So, you okay. know, let's, let's hope, yeah. obviously hope I, that eventuates. There's, there's some good young talent there. And I, you know, and I think that they, you're making the trade that they did. To, I think they, they brought in what they ended up with picks two and three or three and four, I think three and four, didn't yeah, they? Yeah. In the draft? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, you, you, yeah. And hopefully those, hopefully those, those youngsters pay off. Wardlaw is one of them, if I'm not mistaken. Wardlaw yeah. is. Yep. Yeah. Um, She's the other one. Yes, and yes. Just watching him at training, he's um, his kicking is sublime. So you know, it's there's there's cause for optimism there. Um, we just just need a few things to go our way, and you know, we'll be we'll be away. So I I talked to somebody a while back uh, for a preview episode for a club, and it was uh, um, it was a Hawthorne preview when they were starting their rebuild, and they talked about how they wanted to see green shoots. Yes, they wanted to see growth. So that's yes. that's what you. I'm sure that's what exactly you're looking for as well. If you if you win games, that's great. If you can yeah. spoil if you can spoil somebody's season and have them get to the end of the year and look at the ladder and say, man, if we had just beaten North by a point instead of losing yep. to them by a point, we'd be in the finals. Yep. That, yep. that yep. while you while you may not be there yourself, that's got to that would make you kind of that would keep you uh, warm at night during the off season. You, well, it's. it's <laughs> Or yeah, it's hot during, just, the summer, during the summer anyway, so never mind. It would yeah, help keep you cool at night. I have to think. It help keep you cool at night. Yes, exactly. <laughs> no, you're you're exactly right. Um, and that's all. That's all we can really ask for. You know, yeah. no one's no one's expecting a a huge, you know, um, move up the ladder to, you know, be uh, contending for you know a prelim or whatever. Right, um, right. But but you know, it's. Uh, it feels like kind of the missteps that we've made over the last couple of years, they're slowly being righted. And mm-hmm. um, from, from, from there, you know, it, it can only be good. Right. Mm-hmm. So we've, we, we can't go any lower. We've just had um, the worst season since Fitzroy in 96 when they folded. Um, so, you know, it's uh it's all, it's all looking up. And no, I think, I, th- I think Fitzroy supporters would say they merged. I think they'd rather say they merged. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Look, t- technically they technically they merged, but you know, you'd still find plenty of diehard um, Roy's out in the inner city uh-huh. saying that yeah, the AFL killed us. We folded. So yeah. you know. Well, I mean, I, you ask. it's funny because I uh, again one last pop culture reference is I don't know if you've ever seen the the TV show Jack Irish. It's got Guy Pierce in it. Uh, okay, yeah, Guy Pierce is in yeah. it. One of the one of the 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 scene the places that the show is a lot of scenes are in is a bar that he has his office in, and there's like three, if, if there's like three or four guys who are always in the bar who are like in their 80s who were Fitzroy supporters and they've got Fitzroy regalia hanging around the bar and they're talking about the good old it's set in the present day but they're talking about the good old days when the club was there and that type of thing so. Right. It's, yeah. I think it's maybe the the producer's way of just paying a little homage to maybe the club that they loved as as a as a child as well. Yeah. 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 So I think I, I told you I'd only had one more question, but I I, I have to ask you this since I have you here. Since, <laughs> so if if a game that your club lost was your most memorable game, mm-hmm. what's the most memorable game that they won? 
Yeah, no, it's it's a good question and it's a very simple answer. Um, I don't know how familiar you are with the finals of the past channel 15 years, but in the 2014 elimination final, um, okay. North North came up against Essendon. Um, well, they, they and, let Essendon play finals that year, huh? Yeah, they did. Well, <laughs> the, the thing is, Essendon have been allowed to play finals quite a bit, but they're never yeah. allowed to win, which I think is quite... <laughs> I, 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 think it's, I see you've seen that Twitter account also. I have, yes. Yeah. Um, but no, it's... Uh, and this has got a bittersweet tinge to it as well because I actually went to the game and uh-huh. when I saw the, when I saw we were down by five goals just after half time, um, I and my family but all thought, all right, we'll pack it in and we'll leave, right? Uh-huh. So we left and obviously, you know, um, that decision uh, aged very well. Um, North, <laughs> North came back from five, 33 points down um, to win by two goals. And but we caught the we caught the last two on the TV and it was as if I was there. Like the North fans were going absolutely mental. Um, Drew Petrie and, very very disappointed in the, in the fact that you bailed on the game. Oh, I bet he is. Yes, yeah. I missed his iconic celebration. Um, two, two, two the last um, two goals in the behind to 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 put him over the top. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, <laughs> And so, you know, that was that was also tears for me, but obviously tears of joy. Yeah. Um, so, and that was our first, the first finals win I'd ever experienced because I think our last finals win would have been 2008 or something. Um, anyway, it was it was a great day. And I was just, I was just glad to have gotten home in time to watch it, you know. Good. <laughs> Good. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, because you're, it, fortunately, you lived close enough to where you could, you could get home and, and catch the rest of it yeah, on exactly. television. And then, Exactly. I'm still. I'm in the outer suburbs, so okay. it was it was it was tight. But okay. yeah, we got there and we caught the end, and it was absolutely brilliant. <laughs> okay. Well, hey Max, I appreciate you taking time out of your morning, man. This is uh, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, I'm I'm glad that you 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 had a uh, you know a game that is you know little two now that we talked about that that sticks with you, <laughs> and I hope you know, someday if you decide you know you decide to have kids of your own that you know that you're going to be able to you know, to instill in them or tell them about the games that, that mean the most to you and maybe they'll become North supporters or, you know. Oh, if, if they know what's good for them, they will, Craig. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but no, it's, 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 it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much for having me you on. I've, uh, I've, I've quite enjoyed, I could talk about this stuff all, all day. So yeah, it's been great. Fantastic. <clears throat> well, fantastic. Again, Max, thanks so very much, man, for coming on and I appreciate it. Thanks, Craig. See ya. Here's to you. All right, Max, thanks so very much for taking time to sit down and chat with me. Really, really appreciate it. Now, folks, remember, you can find everything related to the podcast over at my website, yankonthefooty.com. You can get on the mailing list so when new episodes come out, I will have those in your inbox as quickly as possible. If you really want to help out the show, you can do that in a couple of different ways. One, you can leave a review over on Apple Podcasts or on my website. There's a button for that up at the top there. It allows me to share those out uh, on my socials, uh, giving me some... uh, credibility with prospective listeners knowing that other people enjoy the content enjoy the show that i'm doing uh if you want to help out the show and keep it on the air you could certainly do that with the uh, buy me a coffee button there in the bottom left hand corner that little yellow button big shout out to jim white thank you man i do appreciate it sir or you want to you could also uh click on the storefront page and maybe pick up a sticker for the podcast or a t-shirt or something along those lines to help uh let people know how much you love the show And uh, folks, 
if you want to uh, reach me, you can reach me in a number of different ways. You can, again, reach me at my website, yankonthefooty.com. If you want to be a guest, you can certainly do that. You can reach me at yank underscore on Twitter, yankonthefootygmail.com. You can find me, my name, Craig Wessels, or Yank on the Footy Podcast over on Facebook. I am on Instagram and LinkedIn as well. And folks, look out for one another. Check up on your friends. Make sure they're okay. I know, Melbourne, you've been going through some pretty toasty weather here recently. And, uh, well, it looked like a nice day yesterday because uh, I got to watch some footage of a friend of the podcast, Michael Gallus, doing something I don't think I would ever do. He went skydiving, I believe, for the first time, and then he went out and lost at golf, it looked like. But uh, some great uh, pictures, some great images of that. I don't know, maybe I would do it. I'm, I'm not quite as uh, likely to reach terminal velocity as quickly as I used to now that I'm down about 56 and a half kilos. So feeling pretty good about that. But, uh, you know, it's kind of like when I was in the Navy, was not a big fan of the idea of submarines because I didn't want to go in a boat that was designed to sink. So, folks, again, check up on your friends. Let them know you love them. Take them out for coffee if you can. Take them a coffee. Go out and have some fun. And, folks, I truly, truly appreciate all the kind words. Dave, thanks for the great review. And uh, as always, ladies and gentlemen, may your dribble kick never hit the post. I will catch you later. This has been episode 221 of A Yank on the Footy. Again, don't forget that you can reach me over at yank underscore on on Twitter or to yankonthefootygmail.com. You can find me, Craig Wessels, on both LinkedIn and on Facebook and A Yank on the Footy podcast on Facebook well as well, as well as on Instagram. So I do hope you'll check those out. I hope you'll subscribe. I do put uh, notes and things like that out there. I do try to engage with as many people as I can on the different social platforms to help grow the podcast. If you would, tell your friends about it. Share a link. Put it out on your socials. Tell them you love the show. Be greatly, greatly appreciated. Folks, thanks for listening. And until next time, and there's going to be a lot of next times coming up here very soon because I am well into the schedule of club-by-club previews, and I have six interviews that I did this past week, and I believe I have now eight or nine scheduled for this week. Can't wait to start bringing those to you, and I do have another special series that I am working on. Uh, I've reached out to some people. We're going to be doing that over the course of a couple of episodes, and I'm very thrilled to be bringing this to you because I really want help from Australian NFL fans who love footy to help convince my fellow Americans who are NFL fans that they would love footy as well. So if you got some ideas for that or any questions or suggestions on how we could do that, by all means, drop me a note. Thanks a bunch, folks. Until next time, see ya.